This is Great Disturbances, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, hosts Rich and Paul discuss Star Wars media, no matter what form it takes. And we're back. I'm Rich. And I'm Paul. And we are Wild Stout. No, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is obviously the Great Disturbances podcast. As you heard in the intro, that fancy schmancy intro that we've got, right? Like, God, I hope you haven't forgotten since then. This is a problem. I know. Maybe, it's what, maybe, 30 seconds? Maybe, yeah, maybe see a doctor uh, right. about this, right. dear listener. Well, uh, what we're talking about today is actually uh, a, a, we went back to the, well, went back to the well of, of uh, Brian Daly Han Solo adventures, and we're talking about the second one in his trilogy. It's called Han Solo's Revenge. See, uh, yeah, it, 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 I don't know if it's an appropriate title. Yeah, that's so. But, that's one of the things that I was like, "What? What exactly was the revenge here?" Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe something will come up in the last book that will tell us why this was his revenge. <laughs> that would be funny if, if uh, like, if like the title of any one book is like a mystery until the next book explains the title of that book. Oh shit. That would because be these funny. were like, originally these were singular right. books. Right? right. So, so like, can you imagine like buying Han Solo's revenge only to be like, why the fuck is this revenge? And then the <laughs> next one is like, and by the way, this is what happens at the very last minute of <laughs> you're like, Oh, that's why it's revenge. So it it's... reminds me, it reminds me of my buddy who, um, my but uh, way back in way back in college at Concordia, I was I was there when they started to release the Lord of the Rings films. Oh sure, yeah. Um, and so they released the first one, and at the end of the first film, Boromir dies. Right. What? But <laughs> spoiler alert, everyone. Son of a bitch. But in the books, that doesn't happen until the beginning of the second book. <laughs> but but when I so I had read all of the books earlier in my life before that so it wasn't surprising to me when that happened in the movie but my buddy was like boromir dies and we're like yeah he dies at the end of the thing but no he dies at the beginning of the second book which he hadn't like he was so like kind of just (laughs) this is just kind of who he was um (laughs) he's like uh, oh boromir dies (laughs) yeah he was done for about three years until the next one came out (laughs) Actually, that was a that's a smart choice, Peter Jackson, to to end it there instead of instead of pick it up from there, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, how right, boring? Right. How 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 shitty would it be if like you start the movie and he dies right away? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> but like, oh, there's Boromir. We remember how? Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Or, if, oh. or like, because it would be great. This, we're God. We're already off chart, of course. <laughs> just like we always weird. Are. Weird. But imagine this. Picture this. The end of the first film is an orc loosing an arrow from a bow. (laughs) (laughs) The beginning of the next film is that arrow finding its mark in Boromir's chest, right? (laughs) Now, Boromir is Sean Bean, right? He played played by Sean Bean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Have you seen Game of Thrones? No. Okay. Are you planning on watching Game of Thrones? Yeah, okay. He dies. He, He is the main character in the first season. And then like me three quarters of the way through the season they just cut his fucking head off so (laughs) like that's basically the way that it would have gone if they had like 
started it in the second movie you're like oh here's boromir <laughs> our, our trusty boromir oh dear god no oh god yeah so but anyway what were we talking about oh han solo's revenge oh yeah yeah han solo's revenge how the title right. doesn't Sorry. maybe doesn't make sense it doesn't necessarily yeah. but it, uh, why does it have you to, could right? I mean, yeah whatever so i wrote i wrote a a, a summary mm-hmm. for this uh as is my custom there are no haikus in this one because this one actually is a linear lame. story, right? Sorry, I'm sorry. Super what lame. Do? What am I gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read my super lame. <laughs> tell you what, you're, tell you what you're not gonna do is write any fucking haikus, I guess. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but yeah, but I, I think it's a, and now presenting the patent pending Rich Davenport summary. I, I like cued you on that too i was like yeah, 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 and go, go ahead and go <laughs> so, <laughs> i've come to expect it now i'm like you, on, i can't do this you're like you can't perform there. until i'm intro you know? hit your mark hit my mark back to one <laughs> han and Chewie, along with bollocks and blue max from the previous novel are taking a break from smuggling and decide to take up showing movies to make ends meet i think that was funny yeah Anyway, they end up creating a religion inadvertently and have to hightail it off planet. But before Oopsies. they do that, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Before they do that, they accept a job hauling an undisclosed cargo for what turns out to be a slaver named Zlarb for 10,000 credits. Actually, they're forced to do this for 10,000 credits, but we'll get into yeah. that, I guess. Yeah. Discovering his true nature, Han and Chewie kill off the majority of the slavers in, uh, including Zlarb on the Falcon and free their captives, allowing the captives to enslave their former owners in a bit of ill-advised turnabout. They discover that Zlarb was to meet with his contact on Bonadan, I think it was what it was, the way you say yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. And the erstwhile smugglers go to confront with Zlarb's boss. <laughs> Zlarb. Zlarb. This sounds like something that you'd see in like Toy it's Story. Like a, right? Well, and it's, yeah, I was going to say, it's like a it's like a cheap sci fi movie name. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to confront Zlarb's boss and get their 10,000 credits. I want my fucking money. <laughs> I want my. <laughs> there, Han meets Fiola, an auditor for the corporate sector authority who enlists his help in tracking down the whole slavery ring. Han agrees, realizing that the only way he's getting his money back is to help her. While Han is meeting with Fiola, Chewie is foiling a plot to steal the Falcon by a creature named Spray, who is a skip tracer. Apparently, they have those in a galaxy far, far away. Meanwhile, the slavers have been watching all of this go down. And of course, they're in, the, uh, of course, so they're in the know, see? Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, see? They're yeah, in see? the know. Yeah. With, with eyes on the Falcon, the uh, Han and Fiola decide that they have to take a passenger liner instead to the planet Amud. Amud? I don't I'm, know. I'm what, say what you will about Zlarb. It's easier to pronounce yeah. than some of the planet names. Where they will investigate the slaver's ties to a business there. And that business actually ends up being um, like part of the corporate sector or something. But anyway, Spray, <laughs> what a name. Chewie and Bollocks and Max all take off in the Falcon and follow along. However, there was a bomb that was planted on the Falcon by the slavers, and the crew makes an emergency landing on Amud. They can't. They can't go below 0.55 past 
lightspeed or whatever. <laughs> right. Or the bomb will go off. <laughs> right, right. Keanu Reeves shows up and uh, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> There's a bomb on the starship. Sandra Bullocks. <laughs> Bullocks. Sandra Bullocks. <laughs> Sandra Bullocks. A spray sends the droids to the spaceport to find Han. And un- but unbeknownst to them, Han and Fiola's passenger liner was also boarded by the slavers. Uh, they mean to capture Han, but Han and Fiola take a lifeboat as well and begin their search for their evidence on the planet's surface. There's a little bit of intrigue that happens, and it turns out that Spray is actually a corporate sector bigwig, and the whole crew is saved by slavers or slave from the slaver saved from the slavers by Galandro. Uh, who arrests Han and Chewie for their previous crimes, even though they just helped bust a giant slavering ring. Han and Chewie take him prisoner, escape being put in jail, and even manage to find their precious 10,000 credits. So, okay, 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 okay. There's a lot to unpack here. Well, so I would like to, I've been waiting for this moment. Okay. Because I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I got the chance to say, after you did the the synopsis <clears throat> that the most incredible thing to ever happen in star Wars happened in this story. Oh, and do you know what that was? Max feels pain. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, okay. I, that kind of, yeah. Second, <laughs> but, but here's second, second to the most incredible thing is Chewbacca makes a fucking dinosaur hang glider. Yes. Yeah. Like, like that is my, that is my answer to anything that anybody ever would be like, they'd be like, you know, I won the MVP of my school's, you know, (laughs) fucking ping pong tournament. I'll be like, Chewbacca (laughs) made a fucking hang glider out of a dinosaur. (laughs) How do you You beat that? There's just no way to beat that. No, I won the Nobel prize in chemistry. Chewbacca made a fucking hang glider out of a dinosaur and it was <laughs> it was in the moment it right. wasn't like it wasn't like he had a carcass laying around nope and it was like you know what would be fun one day it was like <laughs> he had minutes to spare he said there's a dinosaur carcass here's a bunch of random tools i have i know i'll make a fucking hang glider out of a dinosaur <laughs> chewy Chewy wins the awesome contest. Chewy Chewy wins the awesome contest. Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty he's, ingenious. He's pretty I much mean, it. Yeah. So like <laughs> Rich, let's just let's just make sure we're cementing this, okay? Tell okay, me yeah. something awesome. Tell me something awesome. Oh, okay. Um Joe Biden won the presidency. Chewy made a fucking hang glider out of a <laughs> dinosaur. I couldn't think of anything better than no, that. No, no, no contest. <laughs> no, contest. no, no contest. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, hey, we uh, human beings evolved from a single celled organism into walking bipedal communicating sentient beings. Like that's that's great. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Counterpoint. <laughs> Chewbacca made a fucking hang glider out of a dinosaur and escaped from <laughs> from peril in 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 minutes yes soared in the sky like a bird <laughs> on a device he crafted from spare parts and <laughs> a fucking dinosaur 
I just I wanted to, I just like, like <laughs> I, I read that part maybe yesterday, I think it was when I got to that part. Yeah. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's awesome. That's I, fucking cool. I didn't realize this was oh. going to be such a thing. <laughs> oh, this is a thing for me. This is a thing for me. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And you know what? You know what? Here's, here's a, here's a side note, a, a nerd side note. Yeah. There's this great, there's this great web comic called Dr. McNinja. Okay. <laughs> it's about a doctor who is also a ninja. Oddly enough. Follow me. Yeah, I'm following. Are you with me so far? With you so far. And he like, I mean, there's lots of reason that this comic is funny. Right. But at at one point in Dr. McNinja's world, dinosaurs come back to Earth because some of them had escaped prior to the asteroid hitting. And then they like, they took a spaceship off to wherever. And then (laughs) 65 million years later, they come back. Oh my God. And they come back expecting to make peace. But in the course of this comic book, they come to realize that, oh, humans are burning fossil fuels <laughs> to make their cars go. So they get really pissed off and they kill humans and enslave them and all this kind of stuff. Oh so anyway, and it, it, this is in the future, right, of the story. That doesn't sure, sure, sure. But Dr. McNinja gets transported forward in time and he kind of helps unravel the whole thing. And at one part of that story, Dr. Yeah. McNinja constructs a kite that he kind of sails out with out of a dead pterodactyl. Okay, sure. But this was done in like 2016 or 14 or something like that. Right. Brian Daly predates that by, <laughs> you know, 38, 40 years or whatever the case may be. So, so while at the time when I read that, I was like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What I didn't, what I did not realize was that 35 years prior Chewy made a fucking hang glider out of a dinosaur. <laughs> I um, I I did did Doctor McNinja have time to plan his ter- pterodactyl kite? I think it was roughly equivalent to Chewy, right? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So it was yeah. a similar. So it was a feat. Okay. It, it was a feat to be sure. Sure, but but um, not the the idea was not his. But he also did it in the future in his universe, right? His yeah. universe's future, right? Chewie did his a long, a long time, ago time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So, so Chewie really predates him by millions of years fuck. in terms of this idea of, the uh, oh, I'm in a situation. What do I have? Dinosaur <laughs> carcass, pile of tools. I've got it. <laughs> hey. Remember that time we were on Andoran and uh, Han and I had to fly out a dinosaur out of that cave? I've got a brilliant idea. Uh, guys, <laughs> stand back. <laughs> <laughs> hold my hold my space beer. Hold my space space beer was a thing space in beer. this. It was it wasn't called space yeah, beer, was. but it was basically space beer. Chewy loves his space should beer. Should have been man. called space beer. Yeah, it should have been called space beer. Chewy, Chewy likes his space beer, and Han likes his wine. Yeah, Han, Han's a wino. A... <laughs> oh, also, well, that's because that's because Han, like just like in this book, yeah, just like in the previous book, like there's a there's a there's a woman that's in the mix somehow, right? Who is beautiful and who also was kind of like. Hmm, what's up with this guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, so Han is also kind of always looking out for, you know, the, the dames. <laughs> I got my eyes. I'm real, real classy dames. <laughs> Did you? Okay. 
did you notice that the wine bottle was interactive? Yeah, it had a little charge and it made little lights appear or whatever. Yeah, and it told that the story. Cool. It told the story. Oh, so, yeah. like, all I could think of was if Bethesda Software had known about that, they would have made a Skyrim remaster to go on that fucking... <laughs> on that wine bottle right like it, it has the same it has the like the opening sequence of skyrim right right you're like oh you're awake no <laughs> but then then han used the a wine bottle um in in the when he got attacked in the yeah. dark in the, yeah, yeah 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 he got attacked in i didn't write that, that first he was in that first planet uh, bob boromir or whatever Bangaran, Bonadan, 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 Bangarang, Rufio. Which, which, by the uh, way, Bonadan, if I remember right, there are items in Knights of the Old Republic and Old Republic Two that are made of Bonadan alloy. I oh, think. Yeah, there are, aren't there? Yeah. yeah. There are. So, so this is another one of those cases where, like, this seed planted in 1978 or whatever, yeah, is still it like still draws things out. I've got I mean, another still, one hit me bro there's another one there's do you, okay did you then did you notice the do you remember the name of the passenger liner that han and um what's her nostrils is on or on no it was called the lady of mindor that doesn't it doesn't ring a doesn't bell, ring a bell. okay there is a <laughs> novel uh, there's a novel out now it's a canon novel now it's called luke skywalker and the shadows of mindor what they used it. They used Mendor. See, that. that's that's the genius of that is that is the genius of like that's the genius of Lucas, the Lucas approach, the Disney approach, whatever you want to call it now. Yeah. Of just having that content catalog full of crap. And then now because now it's like an attic you can rummage through. Right. Yeah. Now it's like since everything got sort of dismissed to like legends a few years yeah. ago, now you can just go like dust off a photo album and pluck like one thing out of it right and be like ah mindor let's use that for something right you know that's a good name we'll use that where and and also kind of a lot it's kind of genius not from from the standpoint of uh sort of universe expanding in the sense that you can have not and i'm not saying that this is a bad story mm-hmm. what i'm saying is you can have a bad story or a bad piece of work or whatever but still take a thing from it and use it somewhere else True. to make your yeah. story right so I mean, you can have the piece, prequels uh, like yeah you can have a piece of shit <laughs> just just a piece of shit a giant turd a giant turd in theaters now <laughs> a giant turd <laughs> in a world where a turd is small <laughs> one turd <laughs> dares to be a giant. Be a giant. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whatever. This is a, see. This is why we got to workshop this stuff before we, we do. do. We got to. Yeah, we do. God, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> that wouldn't that be funny if we like if we premeditated our bits about stuff. <laughs> that like, would be okay, terrible. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna bring up how something's a piece of shit, and then you go go kind of on a tangent about how it's a big turd, and then we'll do the movie trailer voice thing. <laughs> One time what should we the should trailer say. I don't know. <laughs> Just we should riff we should with that, man. We just 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 go with it, man. Just just make some podcast jazz, bro. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yep, that's what well, this is. Can you imagine how how like how awful and terrible it would be to like try to script 
this podcast i couldn't do because it. some podcasts are written out and, the, and it's for a good reason right there yeah. they have documentary style or like very they're very informative unlike this one yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it makes sense to like to to script them and have musical interludes and things like that sure but yeah. like that's not the stuff that's not what's happening here Nah. there's there's no, no. there's no forethought Nah, not well. Well, there is, but it's not like it's like we separate, don't have like yeah separate forethought. In, in other words, like I went on a ten minute fucking thing about dinosaurs <laughs> at the beginning here that you did not know was going to happen. <laughs> no. But it was glorious. It was glorious. It, it was glorious. So speaking of Chewbacca, yes, how old is Chewbacca supposed to be? I thought he was supposed to be at least ninety five or a hundred or whatever in the in the original trilogy but i don't know where my brain got that from okay do you know do, i mean do you, uh, i'm sure it's on wikipedia do you know how <laughs> i see what you did there wait that's a real thing i'm just kidding a, it, yeah <laughs> the reason i ask is that they make reference to Chewie being an old man basically and far older than Han and yeah. they make jokes about it and it's like okay well I, I got that he was older than him but I didn't realize he was that much older than him that they would make jokes about it you know <laughs> and then if you think about it he was in he was he was at least if he was a teenager during the Clone Wars when he fought with Yoda which eye rolling but whatever <laughs> right that would have been 20 years before right yeah and then this was another maybe five years right between then and now or between um this and end of jedi say oh sure six years maybe um and then you've got 30 years between jedi and the end of rise of skywalker where Chewie dies and then comes back to life and then doesn't die again so that's what 56 years 50 some let's say 60 on the outside 60 yeah Yeah, 60 years so if he's a teenager in wookie years what is that probably 50 maybe something like that yeah yeah i guess so if you add so by the end of by the end of rise of skywalker he's what 90 oh yeah or no not 50 wait 50 plus he's like 110 let's say by the end of of rise of skywalker if we're going off of that so how old is he really in this book? Like, I mean, obviously, again, we we I'm putting too much thought into this because they didn't they you didn't have, have this shit nailed down when he wrote. No, the they didn't. This yeah. is this is one of those things where this may be this may this book may be the origin of Chewie being or of Wookiees being. Yep. You know, old. Oh, look at this. I I I literally I googled Chewbacca. <laughs> and the starwars.fandom.com wiki on Chewbacca shows up and his date of birth is 200 years before the Battle of Yavin. So so, he's so when the death star so so by the end of Rise of Skywalker he's 230 something. Hmm. Does it say how long Wookiees so, live? So he oh dude. Is he going to die soon? Uh let's see. Wookiees live to 236. <laughs> <laughs> Tear. Uh, <laughs> average lifespan over 400 standard years. So he's midlife at this. So point. he's midlife. He's just like a. He's just getting in a cranky old man stage a little bit, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so why was he worried about Han dying when he when Han was 70 something years old and he got stabbed by his kid? At that point, he had to know Han was going to die soon anyway. 
It's not like he had much time left, right? He's like, all right, my life that is over. Hooray. (laughs) Maybe that's what he was hollering about. He was like, he was like, yes, all right. Fuck yeah, Ben. Thank you. But I'm now I'm a criminal forever. (laughs) Ah, son of a bitch. Damn it. So you said that uh, this might have been the it could have been the origin of Wookiees being really old creatures. This was definitely the origin of Vibroblades. I wrote that down. What the fuck? <gasps> Vibroblades from Knights of the Old Republic, which we just played. Which we just played. We yeah. just pl- I like. Well, not just we played it for like three weeks, four yeah. weeks. I don't know. Whatever it was. It was a long time over the course. <laughs> a hundred years <laughs> over the course of four millennia. <laughs> right gapped by every 30 years of uh, anyway <laughs> yeah yeah like that that's what happened but yeah vibroblades vibroblades man yeah cool it cool was neat shit. to see that it was neat to see that show up it was it was awesome that like you you see how dangerous they are right yeah because because han's like holy shit it's a vibroblade yikes you know yeah. and it's like it's like hacking through stuff and you know so it's it's it's, it's cool it's cool vibroblades are cool yes yeah. Like when I first started playing in Knights of the Old Republic world and I had a vibroblade, I was like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> Where's my fucking lightsaber? Yeah, but now, lightsaber. yeah, now vibroblades, man. Shit, yeah. I made At and Rand run around with a vibroblade. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. basically everybody everybody who did melee combat in my game, vibroblade. Yeah. 100% vibroblade, like with upgrades and shit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I have a question about. Uh, a couple of things that that showed up early on. Han thinks to himself, "What in the name of the profit motive profit motive system can they be doing with a Nashta?" Like you know, some people might say, "What in the name of the Force or what in the name of God would they be doing with that?" He says, "What in the name of the profit motive system?" <laughs> A little insight into Han, right? Yeah, it's, it's like it, so. That's that's a good point, and that like, I mean, that is that also because this is like one year before a New Hope, right? This stuff is yeah. So that that's a great way of sort of lining up the way Han thinks, right? Because because the way Han talks in most of a New Hope is very much in line with that. Like, you know, I can imagine quite a lot. You know, what I mean that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of where he is. And, and well, I think what some of these novels give is like, and the solo movie too give you is like, if you had had these novels and that movie before you had a new hope, you would have kind of known that what Han would do in a new hope. Right. Because Han, even though he's like Mr. Prophet look kind of looking for his angle, he's sort of entrepreneurial or whatever. He always kind of like, he still kind of, chooses to do the right thing in in the scoundrel way you know right, right. you know like that th- so so yeah so the huh <laughs> i it's a, it's this is one of those things where i i think this this time in star wars when this was written what a what a great time to be writing about stuff in this yeah, is the the book is mostly empty at that point. You can, you know, fill in your own whatever, and you have like a very concise thing to draw from. Right, you have you have one film, and that's your source material. Right. Now invent a thing. Yeah. Whereas now, now if you're gonna, 
Now it's like, look how much, look how many things you have to keep straight. Mm-hmm. If you'd make a Star Wars thing of some that's kind, really true. I mean, like, fuck. Yeah. That I mean, that's why comics always reboot, and that's why Star Wars kind of rebooted, and you know, Spider Man is going to get a re- had a reboot twice, and the next Spider Man film is going to have like everybody <laughs> stuff going on anyway. <laughs> Re- reboot which, nothing. They're bringing which, everybody which, back, which kind of lets you keep the best of three worlds or whatever. But yeah. Um, but in this case, you only have one film to keep straight. And then you have very clear, like, I know that Han is motivated by profit until the very end. Mm-hmm. I can I can work with that. I can make a right. story out of that. But that. That was really cool. Where I thought you might go with that is because I noticed that line, but I also noticed earlier the character Sanyad says, how in the name of the original light? Yes. Yeah. And that was I th- like his way of calling out to the force, I think, right? Oh, maybe. Or yeah. A call out to because right, because in the first novel, Han uh, always talks about the cosmic deck. Right. And we we kind of thought like that kind of was sort of his lens on the force or whatever, lens on right. destiny, lens, lens interpretation on or whatever. Yeah, and this yeah. guy is this guy is saying original light. Han is saying how in the name of the profit motor system. Like they're all <laughs> sort of nodding toward like like a, a a a a pervasive you know sort of i don't think spiritual is the right word but like a pervasive non-physical entity that sort of influences everything in some way or not Almost like a force or something, like right? a like a like a force. But I mean, <laughs> but what I mean by that is like, yeah. it, the the force is so real. Like the right. Jedi and the Sith call it the force, but like maybe most people, you know, especially in the times between when Jedi are a thing, mm-hmm. like <clears throat> have their own words or concepts to describe kind of how they understand that stuff. Yeah, and so these 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 books have been pretty cool, I think, in terms of finding different ways to have the force or something like it acknowledged in some ways. Oh yeah. This is, this is definitely, (laughs) well, like you said, you know, I mean, it's, it's, he's had this opera, he's got this opportunity to, to basically flesh out the idea that not everybody believes in the force. Right. Yeah. And this is really the touchstone for that whole idea. This touchstone for this whole thing. Because later, I mean, they, like by the time A New Hope shows up, and I mean later time, timeline-wise, by the time we get to A New Hope, people are going to be saying like, ah, you know, you're, you, know you're, you and your old dusty religion, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah, right? So obviously nature abhors a vacuum, even in Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. and, and there have to be other um, other things that would that would fill that gap. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So yeah. Okay. So interesting discussion of technological progress. Yeah. Uh, 201 kind of in the vicinity of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Basically they call, they call nukes, these quaint old fashioned things. Yes. I was going to talk to you about this. And, yes. and, and technological progress is actually kind of rarely discussed in star Wars. Mm-hmm. Right, because it, what it seems like, what Star Wars seems like, the galaxy, what the galaxy seems like, is that sometime in the past, technology kind of stopped, right, getting better, 
like in a planet then, so, of the apes kind of way <laughs> yeah so and sometimes like they've had they've had lightsabers and blasters and hyperdrives and whatever for five thousand years right and then five thousand years later that's still the things those are still the things they use right and, and droids and whatever too like droids have existed for thousands of years and all this kind of stuff right so star wars gives the sense at least through its through the totality of its works that that technology is not really an important thing, which makes sense. Star Wars isn't really, I don't think sci-fi anyway, but, um, but this guy, and I think we talked about this last time too. This guy is a very capable sci-fi writer. Yeah. And so he's sort of injecting a sci-fi nuance to it a little bit by discussing this technological progress stuff. And if you had only ever seen a new hope, you, you might be, you might think that, there is still an arc to technology in Star Wars because it you don't necessarily understand that like the appearances later on that everything has been at the same level for thousands of years, right? Right. Anyway, that's that, that was how I kind of took that 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 little side there, but it was interesting in that in that archaeological sense of this is an old thing Star Wars wise, mm-hmm. and this guy took it in a sci-fi way, but the universe kept going that other way the star wars universe kept going that other way toward right fantasy right yeah i i looked up real quick um brian daly he is known i mean he was known as a uh, as a sci-fi writer but it looks like everything that he did well almost everything that he did was licensed work um he did the Han Solo oh, like- adventures yeah like in universe of other people's games or movies or whatever right yeah for example yeah he did the han solo adventures he did a a trilogy called the adventures of hobart floyd and alacricity fitzhugh which it seems like is his own thing but then he did 26 robotech novels under a pseudonym with james james lucano who or lucano lucano who is actually Lu- now Luciano? Luciano. He did that with uh, with James Luciano um, under that same pseudonym. They shared a pseudonym, which is interesting. You know, wow, 26, 26 Robotech novels. Yeah, that's an accomplishment. However, yeah, Chewie <laughs> made a fucking hang glider out of a dinosaur. Oh fucking hell, dude! So. There's really no comparison, Brian. I don't know. I don't know what other. I don't know what other title I'm going to give this fucking episode. <laughs> it's basically just going to be that. Although maybe I should let maybe I should let that one lie. Name it something completely innocuous and let people experience the hang glider. Oh thing. right, oof, like delicious. In its of, in its Jeff, if you only knew what was coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you notice that they have like rental agencies? Yeah, like they're always they're renting skiffs and renting (laughs) renting things all over the place. There was a space enterprise rental. (laughs) Pick space hurts. Yeah, space pick you up. You know. (laughs) And whichever one, whichever one does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and they also played. They also played hollow chess again. What the fuck is why? Why do you need to play hollow chess every fucking time? You don't have to play it. It's in like. Every movie, there's a fire. Every movie with the Falcon in it in the prequel tr- or the sequel trilogy has a fucking space. Like, stop playing space, space chess. chess. 
Although here's nice. the thing, I guess I guess at some point, I guess Lando really invested in a dedicated space chess table. That's true. Like, I wonder if you're even allowed to eat on that table, <laughs> right? <laughs> Is it like only for space chess? When when you go to um, when you go to Disneyland and you go to Batu and you walk through the line for the uh, M- for the Millennium Falcon um, ride there's actually the waiting area is actually like that back cargo area that back like lounge area that han mm-hmm. and luke and ben and, and everybody was were sitting in mm-hmm. um, and there's actually the hollow chest table there really yeah and you could sit next you could sit there i put my can fat have, ass in can there. yeah can, can you have a wookie rip your arms off <laughs> no no you can't i asked about that they said no they said no, wookies don't think so sir but this is Disney. We're not allowed to rip your arms <laughs> off. But my point there is there's actually shit on that table. They leave shit on that table. Oh. Yeah. So I think they should clean that up. I would think that they not like not like not like doo doo shit, but <laughs> not like, poop. Oh, okay. okay no, not right, poop. Right. Not poop, but like yeah. I was like, that's an authentic experience. That's like <laughs> there's some look at that crap. Some, look at that bantha poodoo right there. <laughs> <laughs> said poodoo. <laughs> so Han takes hostages. He makes death threats. He creates fake religions. Yeah, Han. Is this is this your Han? This is solo? a little. This is this is kind of dark Han. Yeah, dark right? Han. Yeah. He, he he also calls bollocks and Blue Max a stupid stack of factory rejects. Yes, he does. And things. I was like, bro, these guys are saving your ass every time you do something. Yeah. Bollocks is like ten steps ahead of you, and Blue Max hacks the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're it- saved. Blue Max like, sacrifices himself Blue, to help. Like, like, shut the fuck up about factory rejects, man. Like, honestly, you know what? Give me my pick of the crew. I'm taking Bollocks and Blue Max over Han Solo. Right? <laughs> sure. Well, they're the ones that they're the ones they're the that ones get done doing shit. Another another point when it's kind of toward the end when so Chewie leaves Han's blaster on the seat yeah yep and and han thinks to himself good boy and literally i was like good boy fuck you chewbacca is a person yes good boy fuck you good boy yeah fuck you he made a he made a he made a glider chewy made a fucking hang glider out of a dinosaur good boy chewy good boy chewy (laughs) Fucking Han Solo is a dick, and and oh, and by the way, Chewie is kind to Bollocks and Blue Max. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chewie and Blue Max and Bollocks all have a common bond in that they are treated as less than. Yeah, right. We know that Max is, is sentient. He he experiences yeah. moral outrage in this book. He experiences yeah. moral outrage. You don't have moral outrage unless you're sentient. Right. Yep. It just doesn't happen. So. He feels pain. Bollocks feels sadness. It's like this is this is or melancholy or whatever it was. Like they experience. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking Smashing Pumpkins album all up in here. (laughs) Totally is a Smashing Pumpkins album. This uh, did you notice too? Chewie got thoughts. Yeah, one for one bit. Yep. Chewie got like words applied to his own thoughts. Yep. And then it was done. Yep. And then and I was and, like, come on, man, give him yeah. a little more. <laughs> yep. And then they had a, uh, then they had 
a bit where he where the where he got like a quoted line and it was like warg or something. And I was like, yeah, come lame, on. fucking lame, dude. Lame. Jeez. Wookies are people too, dude. Wookies are people. Wookies. Are Droids people. are sentient. Droids are sentient. Wookies are people. Uh. Break if they're cold. If it's cold, they're cold. Bring them in, man. Yeah, Bring yeah. Wookies in from the. <laughs> don't don't build a fucking Wookie house in your backyard. <laughs> Let them sleep in your house, man. God, Wookies are part of your fucking family. Wookies Look, are part- by this point, Han has already been to one or more life day ceremonies. He knows yes. that Han. That he knows that Han. He knows that that Chewie is a people. Chewie has a fucking family. Chewie has a family. Has a kid. Chewie. Chewie has a religion of yes. some sort. Yeah, some sort of a cult. He he's he has a monster for a father-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Who likes who likes who's who is a porn lover earth, and earth that's porn? okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Fre- Wookies are fucking people, man. Wookies are people. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to be honest about this one, this one did not feel as authentic as the last one. And maybe maybe it's that the newness of the the world had kind of worn off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So this one and I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same place where this one is still this one still has that ring of it. Like, like, oh, you can you can definitely have fun and not be a Jedi or Sith or Force story. Right. Yeah, definitely possible. Yep. But at the same time didn't quite have the freshness of the first one yeah you know yep had had like some tropes kind of going on a little Mm -hmm. bit oh yeah yeah like he definitely built up like little like han solo meets pretty lady right you know droids are the ones actually saving the day Yep. like this kind of stuff like you like this is good stuff and of course like kudos to brian daly because like to dream up things like that and continue making things is it's a hard thing. And I say that because I have never done it, Yeah. but like, but like, and, and, but you can also see why he can also, he has the capability to write 26 Robotech novels, (laughs) Yeah. you know, cause he can, cause he can sort of discover and then like cleave to a, a set of things and like keep making the thing right go out there interesting stuff some things are still interesting yeah some things are good but it's not as good as the first one in my opinion mm-hmm. no i agree with that i gotta agree i don't have anything else to say about it do you have any other uh, let me let me um hit? glance at my notes real quick we talked about vibroblades we talked about bonadan hey question do you think that bollocks and blue max are gonna die i actually i i did catch myself wondering what happens to them yeah prior to a new hope because this is about a this year is, right this is like i have a feeling that the next novel in the series will i mean obviously will take us closer to a new hope yeah and then like you have to get rid of them at some point just to be sort of truthful right i guess right so i i was i have almost i caught myself kind of worried about like <laughs> what's going to happen to them yeah I, I was thinking about that, too, because the truth is you can't just shuttle them off to another world because why would Han just forget about them? Because he's you, addicted to droids. Well, that's true. He is kind of addicted to droids. And, and actually, what one of the characters calls him out on that and says that he says that Han thinks that you should disregard any machinery that talks back to him or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I wonder if that... 
He obviously made an exception for the Falcon, though, right? Because the Falcon yeah. is talking back. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, no, I don't think. Oh, 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 there's just one other sort of small thing I was curious about. Yeah. There was Chewie mentions that he is, or somebody, one of the, one of the third person thoughts is that Chewie was frustrated that he'd never mastered basic. And my thought was, can a Wookiee even speak basic? Like, can a Wookiee, can Wookiee physiology make the sounds of basic? In, meaning English, essentially, right? Yeah, I don't think that they can. Right, so like, I was kind of like, but I don't understand. How could, how could Chewie have mastered it to begin with if he couldn't even make the sounds? Maybe Chewie's a mutant. Oh my god. And this is how X-Men and Star Wars will cross over. Oh my god. And let's face it, you they're all founded. They're all part of the same company now. So I mean shit. Pretty soon Elsa and Anna are gonna be like boarding the Millennium Falcon and <laughs> and then jumping to like an Avengers Quinjet from there or whatever. And yeah. Shit. Hmm. Elsa and Anna are mutants. You watch. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, right? Elsa at, le- Elsa at least is like an Iceman kind of mutant, right? Right, yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, but yeah, but that's it. Let's. I, I say I move that we move to our selection phase. Let's have a movement. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our, that should be our uh, selection phase movement noise. <laughs> have, I have the force flipper. Okay. Well, we only have Coin. one so far picked, right? We have, we only uh, have one. We have, we have um, Tag and Bank Tag and Comics. Bank. Tag and Bank Comics. Now, I did send to you, not, not that I want to necessarily go straight back to video games here you because we spent some time, but but I did mention to you that there was a an article that was posted on CBR, Comic Book Resources, that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, the forthcoming Disney Plus Obi-Wan Kenobi series, may bring the force unleashed characters the, the star killer back interesting back. so we could um, dude i would play... be totally i'd be down for that because that that's kind of a quick play yeah we could play force unleashed or it could be tag and bank tag and bank okay okay so we're gonna for, for heads uh let's go over tag and bank okay and tails which is darth vader Let's go Force Unleashed because nice. that shows up a lot there, okay? Right on. I like okay, it. so here's the flip. And actually, when you sent me that, I looked up to see if my Mac could handle Force Unleashed, and it can. You don't need so, to now because you're going to get a PlayStation 5, and you're going to have PlayStation Now, and you can play it on PlayStation Now. Uh, so my only problem with that is I don't know when I'm going to have my PlayStation, not because I don't know when the pickup date is, but because I may have to hold on to it until Christmas Day. To have it be a Christmas event kind of thing. I see. So whatever. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Whatever it is, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Do it. Okay. So heads, tag, and bank, tails, force unleashed. Okay. And now we let the force decide. Let the force be our guide. The flip is up. It is the force unleashed. Force unleashed. Right on. That's awesome. Because I remember... We played that. We played that game. We did. We when couch, it came out, we couch played when, that. Yeah, we couch played that one, and I thought that game was really fun. It was fantastic, dude. And it was, it was really, experience. it was a great experience. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be curious to see if it holds up. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gone back to it yet. 
I haven't. I, haven't, back I don't think I've played time, it since we so. since we did that. I don't think. I think I so, went back at one point, like maybe like a year after we played it originally, and we bought it. I mm-hmm. bought it like right as it came out. Yeah. And and I think I think what I went back for was like there was some DLC that was produced or something like that. Oh, I wanted okay. To play that. So I think I went back to the mechanics of it, but it was a different part of the story. So. But, okay. Okay. I haven't played the main story since, so this is going. Okay. To be, this is going to be a ride. Okay. Cool. Okay. But I think that's uh, I think that's a pretty good wrap right there. That's solid, wrap. solid wrap, bros. Solid wrap, bros. <laughs> Bro, Brosif. <laughs> solid wrap, Brosif. Let's let's cut this one off. <laughs> Teddy Brosevelt. Teddy yeah. Brosevelt. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> We'll be back next week. If if you're back, Jeff, we'll hopefully. See you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to Great Disturbances. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Podbean, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on Facebook by searching for at Great Disturbances and on Twitter at G Disturbances. See you later.